I don't know if I could top that intro, but hi, it's Rob uh, on Carnival of Randomness. Thank you, Andy. We all sound uh, like we have hangovers today. We don't. It's the time change and the weather was bad yesterday. <laughs> yeah, and yeah that's, that's it. It's yeah. the time change. So, yeah. I, feel, I feel like I had the shamrock shake with Bushmills in it. After and I had a gig last night. night. But was, we're uh, very thrilled. We have Paul, our musical expert and hey, punk Paul. rocker with hey, everybody. shirt. Yeah. And still... <laughs> My second banana, he's still trying to get Billy Eilish to record one of his songs. It's Greg. Yeah, hi, Billy. Come on, man. You got to help me out, girl. <laughs> and we're very thrilled. We, For you know, sure. our holiday shows, like the one we talked about, 2021, where I think we mentioned 2021 once. Uh, <laughs> actually, three times. Yeah, we mentioned 2021 <laughs> once. We have all these others. But we have, this is St. Patrick's Day weekend. Well, I'm wearing green and our guest is wearing green and she brought a harp, which is cool. But we're so pleased to have Mary Monroe with us. Hello. Hey, how are and you? And I was just thinking, actually, the minstrel boy, the song, nobody would bring their wild harp, their harp into war because it's a symbol of Ireland if they got shot or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't oh. think about that. <laughs> it just popped in my head. Does this See? count? I brought this. And Greg will be playing. <laughs> we're done. We're just going to play. But very I know. How did you get into all this? I know music calls people. Did it call you to do it? Oh, definitely. Well, I come from a family of musicians, the Monroes. Dennis and Mariel Monroe were performing since before I was born. So <laughs> I've practically been doing music since I was in the womb. But uh, I came out singing, and they just put a little harp in my hand. So I'm, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> She's an angel, but, this one. <laughs> My mom did say when I was born, there was, she felt this real spiritual energy about me, which I am a Reiki practitioner, so. But I do channel, like, uh, healing energy through my music when I play. But going back to how I started playing the harp. <laughs> well, when you came out, how did you, did you get your little hands on it when you came out of the hoo-hoo? I mean, yeah, that's, that's kind of right. tough. It does have a lot of strings. Well, I just gripped onto it, you know, and didn't let it go. I will tell you, we've had, uh, we had Grace Browning on the show, the harpist from the RPO. I will tell you about harp things that all our trivia questions on a show, I missed every one of them. Oh, yeah. And I've been going to Michaela's shows for years. I missed every oh, trivia. I and I, well, I knew her when she just started out. Everything, yeah, and I just remember too. that I just don't know harps. I couldn't even get the strings right after Grace told me. I think I said it was like, how many strings up? Like 47 or something, or 27. <laughs> well, what, was, what was it that got There's you toward There's all different the, size harps. The but... harp, though. What, what gravitate? What, you know, oh, I just, like, like, you see a drum set. Oh, I want to play drums. What, well, that's for certain types of well, people, Well, I am asking her, <laughs> Rob, what her unique individual motivation was. Well, I already was playing guitar and recorders and singing with my parents when I was, like, 14. We did a show on WXXI called Come Out Into the Garden, and it was a multimedia production. It was an award-winning show for national uh, TV <clears throat> series for children. But, um, you know, I was, like, in high school getting up, going on TV shows and news, wow. you know, on the news all the time and just huge concerts, and I'm used to this kind of stuff. You know, we'd go and just record. It was so much fun. I lived in the studio, and, you know, I was living right. the dream. You know, it was so awesome and very grateful those experiences um but anyway so around that time i just been listening to a lot of harp music and it just really called to me and so i just saved up money nannying one summer and my dad found some harp on craigslist i got it for half price and it's the one i still play today the 36 string celtic lover harp um 
uh, I'm sorry, 34 string. I, I see, but you don't know the strings. Uh-huh. Well, feel my, the harp I have today is 26 strings, so you know it's confusing. And you play <laughs> it very fun well. Stick to guitar. You actually know, like with guitar, yeah, how many Greg strings. Greg has recorded on some, a couple yeah. of my songs. Yeah, yeah. it's out there. It's really oh my goodness, she it's... plays beautifully. She plays brilliantly. I gotta Thank tell you. you. Well, one of my biggest influences is actually Tori Amos, which she doesn't play the harp, but in my own songwriting, you can hear, especially my earlier songs, you know, um, people still mention that sometimes I sound like Tori Amos. I got into Tori Amos because of Neil Gaiman, because I was a big fan of Neil Gaiman, and then he actually, I think he bought or like would rent Tori's house in London right oh, over yeah? the bridge. I used to be part of this fan letter back, back in the day before Neil was Neil when he just wrote Sandman. There was a thing, he lived in Minnesota, there was like a fanzine called Magian Line. I just figured that out, it's Neil Gaiman. Mm. And he would come in, uh-huh. sign books, get all these things. Oh, I didn't he, know he was connected to her. And he just knows her, they're his friends. They're friends. And okay. she, he actually did a, I think she did a book of like, something like his, some of his, like his, she, like if you listen to his song, her songs, she'll put Neil Gaiman references like Morpheus and all these other things. Mm-hmm. So they're friends. Mm-hmm. That's why I got into Tori Amos. It was like, okay, then I'll go to Tori Amos. Mm-hmm. And then I just loved all like little earthquakes. Yeah, you know, she's hey got Jupiter. like this ethereal rock vibe to it. Perfect. And actually, her, her latest right. album was a Between Oceans. I'm bad with things. I, it's her, I think her best album in a long time. I, for a while, I just got out of her stuff. Oh, yeah. I know. I haven't been like totally listening to everything like I used no. to recently. She's playing but, here. I'm debating yeah. with the COVID. So she's playing at COVID Hall. Oh. COVID Hall. COVID Hall. <laughs> Kodak Hall. Kodak Hall. Kodak Hall. <laughs> we've been at COVID Hall. Might as well be COVID Hall. Ah, we're live and it's the time change. But yeah, uh, she's playing here. I'm debating oh, really? about going. Oh, my gosh. It's when? March 20. Uh, actually, I'll tell you. Oh, I hope March 28th, you can say it here. <laughs> I hope it's not sold out. I think we could do that. We should take all the people that have COVID, put them in there, and we'll call it COVID Hall. All right. <laughs> Welcome. It's, it's called certain political rallies, but we don't the want to go there. <laughs> Keep your damn COVID. Well, I guess it would be all right since they all already have COVID, so I can't transfer it. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> We're really off on that, a how is, uh, but That's what we do on this show, you have to understand. So this that's... is actually, I've been thinking about this lately in terms of all my musician friends, that most people who are connected to this, there's some kind of music in the background. The reason I got into all the underground scene, my, my brother was in New Math and Jet Blackberry. So I knew, like, so I was popular in grade school with all the REO Speedwagon, Journey fans, and everybody else. Because oh, yeah, I like the Ramones and yeah, Gun yeah. Club. Uh, right. And I remember making, like, a Gun Club thing for one person, and I, all I heard was, Rob, this sucks. Why don't you listen to some good music? Here's, like, the t- <laughs> <laughs> so I was, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> so I was on but I would go to all the concerts anyways because you have to remember like I'm like I'm almost 30 shut up it's my show you <laughs> but somehow well I'm almost 21 yeah see you could be on still <laughs> I, I tried looking you up on the internet to get your age and uh, there's a lawyer named Rob Schwartz, and there's a doctor named Rob oh, Schwartz, really? and so you Sorry. can't find you can't. You know, you look at people and yeah, they always say yeah. Rob Schwartz, seventy three <laughs> in your address. <laughs> Couldn't even find you. It's like you're yeah, I just basically looked up arrest records or something. <laughs> but I've noticed that people have come into music. Most people like Greg. Did you come from a musical family? No. Well, you're a drummer, really. okay? Yeah, well, that explains it. Well, <laughs> oh, I, I certainly walked into that one. Two jokes I? with them are Billy uh, Eilish and drummer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I uh, stepped right into you that one. Walk right no, in. I don't know. My mother used to sing a little around the house. She, had a, she used to play piano, I guess I found out later. 
So, I mean, maybe back there in there, it was there, but she never pursued it. You know, the 50s thing, get married, all done. You know, no more interest except me. No. (laughs) (laughs) But but no, I think I just got caught up in the Beatles thing like a lot of other kids did Mm -hmm. at that time. How could you not, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's always some influence, but I do think, like, people who are creative create. It just calls, you can't get away. It's yeah. like a, not a horror movie, but in that way, where you try to do something else, but it just keeps calling you back yeah. and calling you back. Well, it is a horror movie in a way, because if you don't do it, you feel like you're going to die. I had a year when I was <laughs> oh, in I know. A, yeah. it's like I working a, out. in a marriage that didn't suit me, and putting this very nicely. And <laughs> oh, you went and got some and, good. Uh, I know some people have gotten some, when you're a songwriter, that can be good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. I mean, it's all good. I learned a lot about myself and you know we're friends we have two great kids all that stuff but anyways there was one year where I actually stopped doing music altogether and I really thought I was gonna die like I was just like I was not myself at all I was like selling cars and it was because well his family didn't believe in it you know my ex-husband thought it was selfish for doing music and finally I started believing that well maybe it is selfish and all this stuff and so I stopped doing it, and I was so miserable. Like, it was awful. Like I can't tell you how many people I broke up with the minute it seemed like, whoa, it's me or the band. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Adios. Oh, yeah. 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 Bye. <laughs> yeah, it's just... And I'm not going for the... Number one, I'm not big into extortion. And, you know, I just don't... If you're going to do that, what else is going to happen down the road? Right. But we all yeah. have gifts, and we got to use yeah. them, or we're going to die, you know, like, experience. I mean, there's living and there's existing, <clears throat> too, and that's the thing. It's like, yeah. part of why I do the show, I found, like, the outreach about from this, a lot of people like it. Our guests, you know, our host, co-hosts like it. People have been on like it. People listen to it like it. And yeah. it's my yeah. way of promoting local music, because I have no so I gotta relate a quick story I think I've said this before but it kind of goes back to the way you were saying how you were enamored by when you were doing the TV and this and that yeah <clears throat> way back I'll make it short way back when I was like in a Cub Scout thing we got some kind of letter I don't know somehow we got chosen to be on channel th- on the Mickey Mouse Club the local thing here really yeah oh, cool. so it's channel 13 so we go in there and the, the guy gives you directions okay you walk through this little th- it's like they had this cardboard castle thing they go, you walk under the castle, and you go in there and they sit in little chairs like this. And and I'm looking around the room, and I'm looking at the wires, and the black, everything's black, the walls. And, I'm, and all of a sudden, it just hit me. And I'm like, what, eight, ten, maybe? I'm like, wait a minute. When you're, when you're watching this on TV, it looks real. But this isn't real. <laughs> and all of a sudden, the whole show thing just kind of hit me right there uh-huh. and I sort of understood the smoke and mirrors and the whole thing right and I think that's what kind of got me into like bands and dressing it up good mm-hmm. night and looking cool whatever it was you know yeah yeah so I mean that's weird when you're a kid man that's the time to get those things because they, they just stay with you forever oh for sure but it was like I, I couldn't I, I it was weird I did I put it together it was the weirdest thing yeah so it was anyway. one of those aha moments yeah, <laughs> yeah. well outside of your family what were some of like Growing up, your early musical influences. Oh, I'm sure you're like all of us is probably about a thousand. Yeah, <laughs> whatever well, pops in your head. I would head. lock myself in my room and listen to um, Slow Trade coming all the time. Like that was my ultimate favorite album by Bob Dylan. Dylan. And um, I love Joni Mitchell and. Oh, yeah. Bob Marley, like those are my top people. That, that was I, I saved my paper own. route money to buy. <laughs> my first box set I ever bought was Legend, which Bob Marley said mm-hmm. on cassette. <laughs> and and oh yeah, right. Oh Remember my we God. got it on cassette, <laughs> not on the yeah. album even. I didn't have cassette, but I did have. CDs. You can still get it if you go to the flea markets <laughs> on cassette. 
Oh, you probably yeah. knew. But yeah, I was a big Bob Marley. I'm was, back into vinyl now. Yeah, I am too. I, I actually, vinyl. I just yeah, got like Katie Mori put yeah. a new one out. Everybody's putting like them it. out too. So I got into yeah. get a new. But I remember like the reason was it was it was like Night Flight. There was this show on called Night Flight, late night. Where they would put Ramones videos, Bob Marley videos, all this cool stuff on. Mm -hmm. So then I'd go down to. the you know, and find it. So that's where I got more of the alternative stuff, mm -hmm. which is really cool. That is cool. That's like a good mix, too. That's why, like, I'm sure your sound and everything is... That's why you would play harp, because, like, okay, I like this, this, this. What's all in common with them? They don't have harp in it. I'll play harp. <laughs> well, well, Mayor Brennan from um, Clented, uh, which is an Irish band, they're, like, they were all my ultimate band, you know? <laughs> and I listen to them all the time. They're a huge influence, too. Um, so all those people I mentioned, you know, really influenced, and of course my parents' music, you know, big time. Yeah. And I would, I remember my dad's studio where he taught and recorded stuff was right below my bedroom in the basement. So I would wake up sometimes and I'd hear him playing. And I remember he wrote the song "Coming Into My Own," and I was just like, "Oh, it was so magical! It was such a cool experience to hear him <coughs> writing underneath me and singing it." And I ran down there like, "Oh my God! You know, this is so cool!" And so we recorded it together. But... And I like there was the encouragement to go follow your. You know your your muse too, right? Definitely. It wasn't like yeah. some like I know in pro wrestling a lot of people who have the kids that go don't get into it. Right. <laughs> <Something> <laughs> it's not like that. Yeah. yeah. They were like, oh, you sure you don't want to like uh, maybe sell used cars instead? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no beauty here. <laughs> I think that's the part because I've heard stories from friends. The only reason they got through school is they hated it. But because of music education, because they found they loved playing, the teacher wasn't like that whiplash guy. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and they loved it. And because of that, they like because they didn't want to get kicked out of band or whatever, they, they went to school. So a lot of people don't realize what this means to people when you find something yeah. like this. Mm -hmm. And it makes you live. It gives you give you a purpose and everything. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's people whose parents are extremely supportive, like... Um, Josh Ketchum and um, Jack West and um, it's very early in the morning, so I'm trying to think of everybody's names. It, it but, is our, um, uh, it's like I said, our time change <laughs> show. Time change show, Brody yes. Shank and, um, oh, I've of, seen Brody now, man. He, like, yeah. I've seen him a lot. It's amazing. Yeah. I love seeing people that age and have much more talent than I'll ever have, which is cool. But their parents are very, very supportive yeah. and behind them all the way, financially and whatever else. And that's really helpful to them, and I love oh, seeing yeah. that because even though my parents were, we played music together, and that's what they did, and uh, I wasn't like encouraged, uh, surprisingly, to do it as a career. But my parents were going through a divorce, you know, so every all that stuff that we were doing that was magical, you know, broke up along with the marriage, and then. Uh, you know, my grandmother would say, oh, become a nurse and marry a doctor. I'm like, oh, right. boy, here we go. The old, become an, oh, I can't be a doctor yeah. <laughs> myself. But anyways, yeah, even that, you know, they didn't encourage me because they struggled with music, you know, making money with music. Mm -hmm. Right. But the amazing thing is, is once I believed in myself and I left the, the marriage that wasn't healthy for me, as soon as I started pursuing music full time, I remember I was 40 years old and wow. I... It was like starting my life all over again. But I said, if I have to live in a cardboard box, I am doing nothing but music. And that's what I've done for the past four years. And I think also, too, yeah. we have a and, very... And I have so yeah. much work, yeah. like I have to turn stuff down. Yeah. Between therapeutic music, teaching, performances at my Mary Memorial Productions company, you know, and I have a show that I'm doing on YouTube, too. And yeah, lots of cool stuff is happening. It's amazing. And I, I encourage everybody, just follow your dreams, man, yep. and just do it, and it will happen, I'm telling you. I think yeah. also, 
two that we have that's like two i think like we know everybody it seems people say i know everybody we have a very interlocking support of local music community mm-hmm. and i think that and also talk about therapeutic music yeah, i'll always be in always be in debt to phil marshall because my dad had dementia the last years were not mm. good he came over and played for him wow. yeah. and you would hear them singing I should have recorded those sessions. <laughs> oh, yeah. But just, he I, loved it. The thing was, he couldn't remember my name. You know, he had his, he got violent his last year. But when Phil would yeah, start those happens. old songs, he'd start singing along with them. And it was just like really like, you know, well, it was like, like onions I, almost got in my eyes a little uh, bit here again. Yeah, it, uh, it activates a part of your brain that it has like a memory that it's, it's there and it like activates it. So it's like, because I play with people. Um, in the memory care unit all the time of hospitals and nursing so and this happens all the time I'll play a song that they remember and all of a sudden they, there's a light in there they could have like deer in headlights you don't think they're even alive and then all of a sudden you play this and people could couldn't believe this one guy he was so gone he was very close to you know passing and um, Edelweiss was his song so yeah. wow. and he came to let and he sang the whole song with me and it was like this light in his eyes huh. and and that happens a lot, all the time. Do you think that has anything to do experience. with the with the theory of frequencies, certain frequencies affecting our bodies? Oh yeah, oh huge. Yeah, yeah. That's big now. I think that's a, like yes. if you put them on at night to sleep or whatever, certain frequency levels to help you not be anxious or whatever stuff like that. Yeah, the vibrations of music are extraordinarily healing, yeah. and I'm a Reiki practitioner too, and I use tuning forks and stuff and. And that is amazing to well, see. Well, this is like yeah. ironic from the shirt, Good Vibrations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good Vibrations. <laughs> hey, it was the only green shirt I could grab on the way out. <laughs> well, at least you're, the Christmas yeah. shirt and everything. Color vision still right on, so there you go. <laughs> but how was now, you've, like, in terms of songwriting, do they just sort of, it's always interesting to talk to, to people who write songs because do they just, the inspiration just find you? Yes, it's it It's does. amazing. I think you either have it, I know, like, I think you have it or you don't. I don't think you could teach it. It's just that people who just like if you're an artist, you're an artist. Yeah, I think you have to be open to it. And like I said, if you're doing what you love, you know, it just happens. And so I, I haven't even really been trying to write songs, and they've just been coming to me in dreams. So I can't get away from it. Right. Like, oh, wow. I, yeah, like the last four songs have just come to me in dreams. But maybe not the entire thing. But like a chorus or the verse or something, and I'll wake up in the middle of the night saying, "You know, you got to get up, even if you're yeah, exhausted." Yeah. I just have my little recorder; I'll sing into it, or right. if I get oh, enough energy, great. I'll play. The, it's like whatever. my friend Adriana; yeah. she does like she would like just put stuff on her phone, like have an idea it would pop up. Mm-hmm. But I always use like the idea of like Greg Townsend, where he said like, "Okay, there was a song, Sparks on the Highway." Where did it come up? His co-writer Nick Cruz, I guess he saw some guy throw a cigarette out the highway so oh, really? on the highway. yeah yeah There's atm so inside many... greg told me right. there's like he saw a sign atm inside mm-hmm. you know that's how and i think it's just if you're a creative person it just comes to you and yeah. they want to get out yeah and sometimes you just write a song because like you're overly emotional about something you know and you gotta get right. you gotta get your, yeah, yeah you gotta work it out so the <laughs> yeah. best therapy for me is just to pick up an instrument and start playing and musical so the question way, i've yeah. asked everybody over the last couple of years you're doing all this it's going great then the uh, the COVID hits. Bum, bum, bum. And how did you, as a working musician, react to it? Well, it made me really. I think with everybody, we all had to reevaluate our lives and right. like think what what are we doing and is it, does it really matter? 
So like when I, um, when it first hit, it made me think, geez, does music even matter? I had to really go deep with that. Does that, you know, when everybody's sick and, you know, the nurses and doctors are helping, I'm like, wow, those people are amazing. Do I, does what I do even really matter? And then I realized, yes, it does. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah. I had one of the things that got me through were all the streaming concerts, all my friends. Yeah, had. we did. I literally had, you were on there, I literally had a calendar just it was like concert week. oh that was so great that everybody did that it was so helpful and but i remember when it hit too because obviously we really we had like swine flu all this we never had something like this mm -hmm. so i remember when it's hitting and i'm thinking yeah it'll be done by easter or whatever yeah. i went to go see i went to see a show last show i saw was like coming i was hearing this stuff was coming like around new york city mm -hmm. i went to albany and that was a show i was talking about when right. i came back here in the morning i'm debating i'm like okay i'll go but then I went to go take some books back to the library that Monday, and the library was closed. I'm going, okay, this might be something a little more than some of the stuff we've done in the past. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the thing that really hurt me was just live music, because live music's always been such an important part of my life. And, and uh, the thing that got us through was a friend of mine who's playing in Catch and Release on Thursday at, at, the, at Johnny's. Yeah. He started these sing-arounds in his backyard where musicians would get together with their instruments and singers would show up and we would sit socially distanced outside and do a song rotation. Oh, and that, yeah. it, that got me through because yeah. that was when there was like no live music right. at all. And it made me really realize how important live music was. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we've talked to other people about how they got through. Yeah, that's like I some people like one of my friends I've recorded like three albums. Other people while I'm sitting there going, I could finally be creative. I could finally be creative. Do I really have to do the laundry? <laughs> I know, right? I cleaned my entire basement. I redid everything. I, that's my practice space, you know? Yeah. So it's like I pulled all this stuff away from the walls and scrubbed everything down and threw out old rotten stuff. And it took me about a month. I played Atari. I tried to do something constructive. <laughs> I, I knew I was old because somebody sent me one of those, the classic Ataris. I got a stiff neck turning my oh, head. Really? Oh, really? <laughs> But you got to remember, like, Paul and I, you know, and Greg's a musician, you're a musician, we could have been out, like, almost every day going to different things. And right. I always praise Rochester. This is the thing you all know, is that I had a friend move to Georgia, Atlanta. You think Atlanta, great city. Right. Well, what he said to me was, you don't believe it. I don't have half the diversity of music you have up there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And people are spoiled. I would tell people to come into Rochester, okay, what do you like? Mm -hmm. Okay, that's playing here. That's playing here. But right. I always one of the themes of the no, show. So true. One yeah. of the yeah. themes of the show here, though, is it, that okay, go what you like, go see what you don't like because you might like it. Mm -hmm. That's what we try to push a lot. Yeah. But the classic was when I went to the Blood Covers Ballet, then I went to go see a punk band afterwards. I thought <laughs> that summed everything up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, it's 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 phenomenal. It's one I of love the ballet. Why, it's really cool. Yeah, it's one of the reasons why I'm here is because of the diversity of music and the the close knit connection with all the musicians and. People are very supportive. There's not a lot. I mean, there's a little bit of, there's a few people who are a little competitive and weird. Yeah. You can find that anywhere. But mostly, I find people are very supportive. I find that. I don't find people like yeah. real jealous and envious and like we trying to, to take somebody down, you know. I mean, there's a couple people like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, they are. They're already on the only show. Only a few. Only yeah. a couple. There's only a couple. There's like hundreds of But you know what? That's, that's the beauty supportive. of it because yeah. you go to other places. You go to Los Angeles or where everybody's killing each other, stepping over each other. Yeah. At least here, you know. It's a very there, supportive community. Here. There's a little bit of camaraderie. And, hey, can you help me out on this? Sure, mm -hmm. sure. And, you know, and, and I think we all just like each other. Cause yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I don't believe like in stepping on each other. It's like anybody wants to do like even like something like this. 
dude, come in, watch this if you want to learn how not to do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, just do it. No, do whatever you want. Come on, you can do it. There's no reason to step over people. We could, The more we all go up and all help each other, the better we are. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. Well, I don't mean to change the subject, but going back Please to... Please do. That's what the, that's what the <laughs> show it's is. The, the show is right, you understand. She's, <laughs> she's catching on now. <laughs> well, I wanted to go back to the COVID thing because it's important. Oh, it you is. Know, we're hitting it. You know, yeah, we painted, repainted the garage. We did all sorts of you know stuff that needed to be done that we didn't get to I do. I said but... I was going to do a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. I read some wow. comic books I haven't read in a while. <laughs> the one thing I did, it's not an accomplishment, but I basically have a library at home full of books. Yeah. And I always go to the library and so I never read what I have at home. <laughs> so the one thing I did accomplish was I did read some of the books I own. Yeah, that's <laughs> great. You know? Wow. that's. <laughs> yeah. And, and with us, um, Nate and I were so busy beforehand that most of our rehearsals were, were playing out. Like we'd book a yeah. gig and literally, yep. you know, we'd rehearse on the spot, you know, each other's songs and stuff. So we had time to play. We played together every day. We even were doing like some classical guitar duets and and we wrote music together and we did the show three times a week. Oh, well, for a while it was every night. We did um, wow. Nate and Mary Live from Home and then we did it three nights a week. And I'm telling you, that's what really got us through. Like if I was having a real bummed out day and feeling a little down, I had that to look forward to. And then we were, when we were done with the show, like it, it, you, I felt so elevated, you know, we felt so much better, you know, and the going back to the power of yeah, that's cool, music. But um, yeah, so that <laughs> happened. And then the World Music Quartet with Tommy Gravino and Stephen Bergia and Nate Coffey and myself, uh, the f first album was recorded. And then once the concerts were allowed again, we had our first concert. But the other thing that happened was I learned to belly dance over the quarantine. Oh, wow. <laughs> I took online lessons, you know. Some lessons. My girlfriend yeah, was doing so, that for a while. She did that for about three years with a group. Yeah, and yeah. now I, for, I formed a troupe, the Glowing Goddesses. We put, we performed with the uh, Buddha Hood and the Good Vibes and the Quartet. And um, and I have a, you know, we a class that I teach. And so that's something else. Okay, I've been dancing since I was a child, too, so that you know got in touch with that i mean it was really hard because i lost several friends to covid and some people just passed away of other things uh during that time but um you know it i think that we all have come out like more caring people but also stronger and more confident probably in who we are because we all had time to really yeah. <laughs> oh, I did a lot of self-reflection the last few years but yeah. you imagine like if somebody the old trope of the time traveler they pop in from like 20 years ago they see a bunch of people going out wearing masks <laughs> doing all this stuff yeah yeah like, you never would have expected it totally seemed like a movie yeah yeah like I, I never didn't see it coming. I mean, last, I, I last some person signs. on earth movies, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's what it seemed like yeah. though, because I was going to say Cami Anahara was going to play at the Daily Refresher, and I'd been going down to those shows every week. Came my friend Hannah ran them, mm -hmm. so it was on a Sunday. So it's like, okay, Cami's playing. I haven't heard anything. It was just before that Sunday, just before it closed, right? I always like to walk, so I park down by Rock Gallery. It's like twenty-eight days later out. There's like no one. No one. Oh, that no. was like paper so... blowing down the yes. street. You expect like yeah. a zombie yeah. to come yeah. charging out at you. So I went down there. And that it was, was so weird. I went down there and it was closed. Like, okay. So I went down to Archive and they were still open, but they had the hand sanitizer. But it was just strange. It was like, okay, where's my dog? I need, mm -hmm. you know, you know, get in before sundown. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the last day on earth. Right, right. Yeah, it did feel like that. I remember some video on 
YouTube or something. It had exactly that. There's like papers blown. Well, the animals were nothing. animals were coming around and laying out in the road because there was no more people around to scare them. And lots yeah, of places right. they showed like dinosaurs came back to the Cretaceous. Well, they only went extinct three. If you ever see like the Cretaceous Museum with the cowboy and the dinosaur, they only went. Remember, the Earth is three thousand years old. They only went extinct a while ago. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot. How could I forget? Yeah, see how <laughs> ignoramuses we are. We were too busy with music to learn history. I thought it was six thousand. <laughs> oh, you have to read. I have to read more, yeah. <laughs> Watch the Reverend Gene Scott if you could find him. He'll, he'll do you good. He'll do you good. <laughs> the last person that told me I have to read more oh, said, really? said that, you know, there is no global warming and, and the ocean isn't rising. And that wasn't me. The, no, it wasn't you. And the ocean isn't rising. The East Coast is sinking. Oh, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, well, Maybe. That would be worse, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you need to lighten the mood for it. Tell your Beatles he, joke that's real. The one John Lennon, what he said about Ringo. He's not even the, he's not even the best. Joke. He said he's the best drummer in the world. He goes, he's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. <laughs> that's funny. But now, do you pronounce it Celtic music or Celtic music? Um, <laughs> Only if the basketball Celtic. players are playing. Okay, that's see, how, that's I, how I pronounce well, I've heard it. like Celtic Star of all those. I've always heard that from years ago that it was Celtic. So, it is Celtic, so where did yeah. you first get into all the Irish music and everything? Ah, see, we are talking about some St. Fantasy hey, stuff. Top of the morning. <laughs> Shula Room is one of my favorite uh, Irish pieces that Clenna does in Gaelic. So that's the only song I sing in Gaelic. But um, yeah, that's how I got into it. It was um, Clenna and you know the Dady Brothers. Love the Dady Brothers. Dady Brothers right. Yeah, very I was the Pogues to... person first of all, and I still laugh at the story that I always. If you ever want irony or just absurdity, Shane McCowan going get kicked out of the Pogues for drinking. Oh, what? <laughs> that is a little odd. Like, okay. <laughs> it was like Keith going up Wait to somebody minute. going, is I don't want this guy. It's like, being an it's like Keith Richards' book. When he was a kid, there's actually a part in his book where he goes, there are all these older guys around. I don't want to hang around with them because they did drugs. Then he pauses in the book and goes, "Okay, I see how this sounds now." <laughs> <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> but yeah, that's like the funniest thing with the pubs. How do you get thrown out of an Irish band for drinking? Was he like drinking like a like club soda? In the <laughs> oh, yeah, <right. laughs> get out! Yeah, coffee, right. no coffee. <laughs> I won't be in it. Then. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how I got into it. And I actually seen like my another band we should mention from around there. We have all these good Irish bands. 1916, my friend Ryan Hurley and them, they play a lot there a lot. But then I remember like you know, I've seen the Dropkick Murphy's Flogging Molly, mm -hmm. which are more like Irish punk than Irish right. folk. Yeah. Oh Chieftains are another one of my Oh yeah, yeah, those are Chieftain. I think I they were the first ones. Uh the the Clancy brothers. Mm-hmm. I actually have a, a Chieftain's LP. I never knew what it was. Oh, yeah? It's an album. You spit it on the record. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Rob, today you're really rubbing me the wrong way. <laughs> I didn't realize they were a Celtic band. Yeah. Yes. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. I have to go, now i got to go home and do it. Yeah, I think Mick, Jagger, okay. Mick Jagger did Long Black Veil with them, I think. They had like an album they'd work oh, on yeah, guest stars. Oh, right. yeah, They're like really famous, I think, in terms of those types of bands. Oh, they are very famous. But for a while, I went into like weird obsessions during the COVID stuff where I would try to find every version of Whiskey in the Jar. <laughs> so there were lots of like those bands I would look up to. There's more folk versions or mm -hmm. and where the song actually came from about the highway man and how it changed because it's a folk song. Mm -hmm. 
which is really cool. But yeah, how the did the evolution of We wish cool. Nate very well. I know some things are going on. He'll be here sometime. I hope. Yes. Yeah, but how did? When did you first start playing and everything with him and doing all this? Well, um, I first met him back at the Bug Jar when he was running the open mic there with the oh. Earthlings. Oh, oh wow, that's yeah, so that was like maybe 22 years ago or something. Wow. And um, I was there the first time. I was only 10 years old, you know. <laughs> but, anyways. <laughs> You're getting the vibe of the show. You're getting the vibe of the show perfectly. You had the, the fake ID. Yeah, I did. <laughs> can I come in? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I would bring my Celtic, my bigger harp, the 34 string harp, there every week, every Sunday. Yeah. And, and I used to nanny at the time, so I'd have to get up at the crack of dawn, but I'd still. Right go there every week and play so that's when we first started playing together it wasn't like a regular thing but you know he jammed with me and then um you know we were seeing each other back then casually and then things just didn't work out for us like dating wise back then so like after i left the the unhealthy marriage um i was at the firehouse saloon and he was performing there and this must have been 28 20, the end of 2017 is when I reconnected with him. Anyway, so wow. he just asked me on stage, come on up, come sing some yeah. harmony. And then um, we just became really good friends again. Like, we reunited our friendship. And then months later, like, we started dating. So it was really the dating that happened first. Right. And then we weren't really planning on playing music together. I was, like, playing with Tommy Gravino and, you know, doing my own solo stuff mainly then. And uh, then one time he was in the basement just... Uh, singing his song This Old Town and I just started harmonizing with him and he, he just loved the harmony so much and that's how it started so yeah. I started just by har yeah. you know doing some harmony with him calling me up occasionally at his gigs or you know just having me as a guest artist and then I started playing the harp and then and you I think yeah. you were jamming with us too yeah. and then uh, we recorded together but then uh you know, so at the time before COVID, we were, you know, doing a few gigs here and there together. Yeah. We started to become like Nate and Mary, and it's, and then after during COVID is when we really <coughs> became really tight and then formed the quartet, and now we're like the Nate and Mary show. You know, it's like everything. Yeah. I even play the bass with them now in the oh, good yeah, vibes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I'm now as bass player, so we have so many different... Um, forms that we perform I think, as. I think sort things of cool. are best when they happen organically. Yeah. And also in Rochester, organic. I think there's a rule somewhere when you're a musician, they come, somebody goes, come here. Uh -huh. You have to play in like multiple things. You can't yeah. just yeah. Play one. Like well, that's fun. Things. I like that. I don't want to just play one style. Like I love the world music stuff we do. Yeah, well, I got into so much but of that during the, like the rock stuff too. during COVID. I was going through all like world music and everything, Uh huh. which is this love. I'm not good at it, but I, that's how I go with music or anything else. I might not be a pro, but I like it. Yeah. <laughs> We do like uh, a lot of Latin style music, um, Mideastern, uh, you know, Irish kind of stuff. Um, reggae, we love reggae, so we yeah. read a lot of reggae. No, I'm not a pro, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> right. Yep. And I know reggae drumming, what I talked about, is really kind of hard. It is, right? It is. The it's simplicity of it, I think, like really deceptive. But I know, like, really good rock drummers who can. Well, I couldn't sit down and do it. That's a hypnotic thing. You just really got to get once you get that tough, groove, man. It just practice. it's locked in, and you got to stay mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. The one drop and all it's, it's, it takes some getting used to. 
<clears throat> yeah, not everybody will do it either. Yeah. Like, we have specific drummers that, like, don't do it. So yeah. <laughs> we have to make sure we have somebody that's really good at it. No, and it's early in the morning, but, like, one of my top drummers, my brain's fried because of all things, is Scott Alight's first drummer. He's, like, one of the best drummers. Most people Who? try to... Scott Alight's first drummer. Oh, yeah, I don't oh. know him. I'm just in the morning. It's like this is the show where it's not. We don't do research. Look it up yourself. (laughs) (laughs) How did you first? When was your like your first sort of public gigs and stuff? Like when did you first? Did you play with your family? Yes. How did it feel like going on? How did it feel? Oh my god. Okay, so we were at the Memorial. When you were complete unknown, still. (laughs) (laughs) My my parents did crazy music. (laughs) I mean, it was great. It was great. We did. (laughs) Well, we did like Gregorian chants and stuff, which I mean, crazy, crazy good in a good way. Like, it was beautiful, Gregorian chants. We did a lot of those. That's and, awesome. Um, I love so we do stuff. this, like, four-part harmony. And we started that out, I remember, my first gig was at the Memorial Art Gallery with them. And we came in from di- four different areas. So we, it wasn't like I was, like, hiding behind them or whatever. Because when you started singing, you walked out and you're... Wow. <laughs> and oh, wow. Through the hallway, so like through performance your passage. Yeah. yeah. So everybody would start singing. We'd walk out. And I remember trying to warm up beforehand. And I totally lost my voice because I was so nervous. Oh, I'm like, wow. oh, my God. And so, thank God it worked. You know? <laughs> but I remember the beginning days of playing, like, I'd have water and I'd be like... Trying to drink my water because it would make you more uh-huh. nervous because your hand's shaking with the water, and you know everybody can see your hand shaking. Then you get more nervous. I'm right. like, okay, uh-huh. I'm not drinking water. <laughs> no, I still but, can't yeah, sing. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I talk to all my students and stuff. It's like you just got to get through those yeah. first d- days, you know, and it gets better and better. And you're always gonna. I mean, if you don't have butterflies in your stomach a little bit before a gig, that's not a good sign. You, know, you right, want right. to have a little. No, bit No, and you'll talk to like some supposedly like famous people who've toured for decades, super popular, and they say that I don't really want to go on stage like it on stage. They're mm-hmm. freaking out. Yeah. Well, Carly Simon was always had stage fright. Yeah, she had major problems, stage fright. Yeah. yeah. She still did it. You would never know that she Or like Leonard Cohen, they couldn't get him out, but what would happen was when they finally really? got him out. Well, what happened I with him was, <clears throat> and he had problems like when he was on Mount Baldy, I guess his accountant ripped him off and he had to go tour and make more money. Mm-hmm. But what happened, he would never want to tour, but once he started, he would keep getting dates because he didn't want to stop. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Good thing they did that. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, it's like, okay, yeah, good thing you got <laughs> Yeah, right? Good thing they made him do it. <laughs> but I, mean, I can see it's tough because, like, I have friends in theater, and I was like, I can't. Like, one of my friends said, okay, why not between sets? You're funny. Go up and talk. And what am I going to say? <laughs> <laughs> Everything and anything. <laughs> yeah. Be like this. Just yeah. okay. We're gonna just just yeah. be yourself. Right? Yeah, that's right. No, yourself. and that's the thing, like, with this. You just learn, like, there's just a flow to this, and you learn how to do it, and you get comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think we scare any of our guests if they wonder about our sandy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> stuff we go off on. <laughs> no, but some of the stuff we do might be like, what the hell? He did that? What? What's he talking about? You know? Well, I like how lighthearted this is and stuff, and laughter. Oh, yeah. so well, that's, that's the, the big thing with thing. this is like, okay, I don't want to talk, you know, we'll let a guest talk about anything. I don't wants to talk about politics or miserable just go outside yeah, it's miserable. Like, oh gosh <laughs> i could find some anti-vax protesters down by the bridge if you want to go to the house all the time so. <laughs> speaking, speaking of i remember world. like seeing when i was walking and i'm like blowing the air this way and trying to go the other way <laughs> yeah great go on no sorry i was saying speaking of world events i was uh, talking about that session i got called to do yesterday it was very strange i got a call at, like 10 o'clock in the morning by jeff riles <clears throat> he says Hey, what are you doing? I have a drumming emergency. I said, okay. There's such a thing. <laughs> Let me get my kit, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he said, <laughs> and then 
So he says, I got this guy, I got these tracks. This guy is uh, he's making, writing a song for the Ukraine support thing. Mm. His name's William Polinus or something like that. William was, well, I, I wish I could remember his name. But it's something like that. I don't let his last name was Polinus. So anyway, he had a bass track, a drum track, and a, and a piano, and this really weird vocal that was like all over the place. No click track. So I got in there and I got I got I listened to the song a few times, made a little chart, and I you know got it down in about five takes. And then you know I, I said thank you very much, got my money, and I left. But it, well, I got a t-shirt too, and it's, or a sweatshirt, and uh, the words and it says like it's like Taiju or something like that. It means believe mm. in whatever language it is. So. So that was kind of fun. I mean, I don't get, I mean, a same day thing like that is very weird. Yeah. But it was fun to do. You just created a Monty Python sketch. And we'll do, you know, we'll have like a thing, like a store gets robbed. Should we call the police? Let's call the emergency drummer. That's right. Bicycle <laughs> 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 repairman. That's cool. I know like RPO last night, they did a concert for Ukraine. It was like pay whatever they suggested, 20 bucks. Mm -hmm. Hopefully some people went considering how our fine weather was. Oh, that was dire. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but but that's well, really great. cool. People are coming together and yeah. doing their best. Yeah, we need stuff more to come together than to be a part of these days and everything else. But I never asked like the best your all time, but like some of your songs. What are some of like you were like? I'm really glad I wrote that. That was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, just for, that, whatever pops in your head. I hate that. Like you know the oh, what's your all time favorite? I can't do it. So. <laughs> well, brand new day comes to my head as soon as you said that. That song I wrote after my father passed away and. Was really struggling and that was one that came to me in a dream and um that really helped me get through big time you know what, what like, comes to you first the lyrics or the, the music or is it or is it right there together if you're dreaming about it um it, it depends but yeah in the dream it both came you know um it was the chorus that came to me in this dream in, yeah for this song and but sometimes, uh, like one time I was doing laundry and a melody just came to me. Like I wasn't even trying, just all of a sudden there's a melody. Unbelievable. And I, and I can't even get dryer. my socks done in there. <laughs> and you're like writing songs. I can't even do my laundry during COVID. <laughs> like, why? Why was I cursed with hotel? And I, I have to do the bad jokes. So, do you have any dreams you'd like to sell? <laughs> Good one. Please, yes, please give him purpose. <laughs> Shouting out for purpose. I would love to be that guy, like, in the movie yesterday where I'm in the world nobody the Beatles so oh yeah I wrote that oh yeah, <laughs> yeah right, right right that was a really cool that's movie that's a great movie that you know some awesome. friends won't watch it and I see like there are parts I really like the part with John in, and mm -hmm. if you've seen it I thought that was kind of poignant and mm -hmm. cool and it was kind of like interesting it was just different I thought it was kind of light some friends will not watch it though just because I don't want to watch that movie mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> I don't watch Whiplash because I don't want to watch a movie like that I don't want to see some kid get berated by a teacher. That's I saw it a to long me, time ago. Stupid. I don't think I loved it. It's the mean guy who, like, it would be like, to me, it would be somebody, okay, I suppose, if you really want to go deep on it, that he's just sort of frustrated. He wants to, he sees your potential. He wants to bring it out. But what kind of fun is it even? It should be fun. It's called Bruce Springsteen. He said it. It's called playing. I've never worked a day in my yeah. life. It's called playing. Right, right. What kind of fun would it be? Would you like to do this if you came and we poured like water and you had, okay, we're going to haze you first. Right. <laughs> and we're going to be all serious. Now, this is the guy throwing symbols at you and stuff. Number one, oh the, my God. Yeah, no, number, number one the guy, he would have got fired so fast. Yeah, I know, right? And he would have got probably like, arrested. <laughs> 
But who wants to even do that? Is that kind of fun? I know, like, people who quit football because they had, like, back in the day, the Lombardi-like coaches, and it would be torture. It should be enjoyable. It should be a positive thing. When you're trying to bring out the positives, not like, you know, he's slapping guys. Oh, is this quicker? There's this one scene where it's, okay, am I behind the temple or in front of the temple? Is this behind? Slap him. Slap him again and throw a symbol at him. (laughs) Well, I think it used to be more tolerable back in the day because people used to, like, the teachers would, like, whip the students stick or something, you know? So that was like. school survivor. I am too. (laughs) I always heard that they had the paddle with the principal that they called you in the office. She had the paddle. Oh, my God. I can't believe that even happened, but. Times are a changing. Like a piano student came to me because she was like with some strict um, Russian teacher or something, yeah. and like I think she made her cry or whatever. And at the time, I was working at Castella Music, and Fred was like, "Well, I know you're fun, so I'll send her to you." And uh, you know, and you have she, to have a lot she, of patience with that too, and everything. Yeah, yeah, but I just try to make everything fun. You know, sometimes I feel pressure, like the parents want them to be at a certain level right, at a certain time, right. and. And at first, when I started teaching, I felt like that. But then I'm like, no, I'm going to work with where the students are at. Like, if the students are having a bad day and they're not feeling this piece, I'm just going to jam with them. Sometimes I just teach them a scale, and I'll play some chords and just teach them how, if you know the scale, you can solo on this all over the place, and they'll just right. have fun with it, you know? I think my friends have a school. They try, It's called the Submarine School for Music, and they try to, they try to uh, like, match for underprivileged kids to have them do it. And I could bet, like, during the day, but a lot of those kids are like, that's the highlight of their day. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it's got to be positive. Yeah, like, like, I, yeah. I think a lot of things have to be positive, even like them. And I do like, I was having a talk with a couple of my musician friends. So I like more depressing songs. They're more real. But that doesn't mean you have to be miserable. It's mm-hmm. like, they're fun. They're more like a life. Mm-hmm. Like, who wants, oh, hi, I'm John Denver. I'm all happy and everything. <laughs> you know, I want a little, <laughs> you know, it's raining today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm a little bit more stricter with my vocal students. Not stricter in a way that it's not fun, but I I don't let them go. Like if they're off pitch on something or they're not, you know, using diction or whatever, you know, I'll I'll make them go over the line over and over again because like once they get it. And then the other thing with singing is like, it's like method acting. You have to get into the feeling of the song. You could sing it perfectly, technically, be in pitch and everything. And people might be like, hey, that person sings pretty well, but they're not going to be enamored or taken away by you with the song if you don't get into the feeling of I have said this time and time again what I've always said what I've always said was like something like American Idol you can get somebody on there they have technically a brilliant voice but you could have like and I always made like I wanted to do a skit where like Tom Waits goes on it or (laughs) Bob Dylan or Ray Davies and they're not technically great singers, but you need to have the feel of the song. Yeah, yeah. You can, anybody could have a great voice, sing some song, and it will have no meaning for you. Yeah, yeah. But like, you know, like Ray, you know, Kink's one of my top bands. One, he tells stories. Mm-hmm. And you can feel the stories, and it's so English. Yeah, it's and, powerful. And it's in there. And you wouldn't say he's got a great voice. Mm-hmm. Well, Much like Bob Dylan. You know? yeah. I mean, everybody loves Bob Dylan. He doesn't have the best voice. And I'm like, the last time I saw him was at the Auditorium Theater. <clears throat> and I really don't want to see him again because that was, he was great. And yeah. I've seen him when he's been not so great. And I've seen yeah. him walk off the stage because he was pissed at the sound. Eight <laughs> <laughs> songs. Really? I didn't yeah. The other one was, didn't walk off stage now. You might see him. That's the thing. You're oh. taking a gamble with him. He can be really good. Yeah. Or he can just have one of those nights where it's unlistable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and don't expect I him to say anything it. to you either because he just does not even talk to the audience. Yeah, that's true. And jump and 
knock somebody down if they have a camera because he will just walk off if they see some photograph. Well, Bob Dylan was the first person I saw in concert at the George Eastman Theater. Yeah, I remember that. That was really cool. And he was on a good night. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah his bands are usually memorable. really good, but like Ian, Ian McLaughlin, God rest his soul, everything, he like he uh, played with them once and he, they told him, okay, don't get all weird on stage if you notice Bob's staring at you. <laughs> and he's like, the heck? <laughs> like, I guess he's really nearsighted. He can't really see. Ah. So it's like looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> but what's like, Greg? If you were playing or whatever, and you're like, yeah, just like staring at. Yeah, what right. am I doing wrong? What? I know. I know. <laughs> People will do that. They'll turn around and just look at me. I'm like, what? What do I do? <laughs> Nate does that to me all the time. Well, he was He'll he was give doing me, that give me to these me. Looks, and I'll be like. What? Is this a good look or a bad yeah, look? Was, <laughs> maybe he just needs cheaters. <laughs> he was doing that last night. I was we were playing together last night. He turned, he was he was shredding really good. I think he was trying to like just let me know like yeah you know this is like he was relating to me that I know that what he's playing is really cool. Yeah yeah. So like yeah and so we were getting into it. I think that's but it's yeah he he does he likes to share what's going on. Mm -hmm. But at first you're like expressive. what. I, yeah. Should I go faster? Yeah, I know. <laughs> that would happen. Like there was some some musician came in the blue room one time and he's playing songs and it weirded me out. He's like, oh, "What do you want to hear?" I go, you "Know some Neil Young?" He plays, but he stared at me the whole time and he oh. had like this smile on it. Like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> this, this is not, too intimate. Yeah, it just was weird. It's like it's suddenly because somebody stares. It's like if you're staring at your dog or something, it'll blink. You don't yeah. want to do it. Yeah. But that's another thing I'd say about it's like. Jazz, especially, I think jazz musicians—they can come in, never even played before with people. They'll just—they know how to improvise. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing for any bands, any duels, anything else is chemistry. Oh yeah. And I'm sure you have like people who are like top-notch players when they try to get together with some different people, they can't do it because there's nothing there. Mm -hmm. That's why I think a lot of super groups aren't so super because they think they're all. Right. You no, know, some are. Some are good, but a lot of them they just don't have the chemistry. Mm -hmm. You need the chemistry, and then oh, you, yeah. the you need a playoff. You probably know. Like, and you probably like with Nate then, too. Oh, don't worry about the, the way he looks at you. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you don't tell well, people, you go, oh, wait till he does this. This yeah. is going to be good. Look at the Traveling Wilburys, though. That was, like, the perfect. That was, so that it was, was a fluke. Yeah. It was basically a fluke. I guess Tom Petty or somebody, George Harrison was behind him, flagged him down, said they needed his, like, okay, can we come over to your house and record? And they all started goofing around. Yeah. And I think that's wow. why it worked, though, because they didn't have any pretensions about it. Mm -hmm. Not mm -hmm. like damn Yankees or something like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's Although I like damn Yankees. It's okay. See, that's another thing we do. We don't, like, whatever you like, you like. Yeah. Well, I love it when you get lost in the music with people. Like last night when we were playing at Murph's for the, you know, St. Patrick's celebration there. With the good vibes, you know, I was on bass, Julius Ferrante on the drums, Rob Huff percussion, and Nate, you know, the lead singer and uh, guitarist. Yeah. Anyways, um, so yeah, we were having you such a blast. You blew up our drummer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really don't worry. They come back. We'll, we're having to put back together. We're gonna call the next emergency drummer. <laughs> oh, maybe no. He got called away. He's the emergency. He's drummer. on. He's he's yes. the on call drummer That's today. Right. He he's also has an Indonesian hitman after him for something he did to a diplomat. Yeah, it's a long story oh, from another show. <laughs> That'll be a whole other show. Anyways, so yeah, we had a great time last night, but. It's funny, when I'm playing my harp or we're in our other conglomerate of, you know, the world music where I'm either playing guitar, harp, whatever, singing, with, um, you know, I don't, Nate doesn't give me any weird looks like, 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 he gives me like this look like, um, I'm trying to think of the word, um, 
It's like the stink eye. The That's stink, the stink eye. eye look. So he'll turn around and give me this look, and I'm like, what? And it's because when I'm playing the bass, he's like really so good. He's like the best bass player probably in the world, you know, one of the top bass players. So he's very particular. When I'm playing the bass, he expects me to be like on my game and playing perfectly. But also, I've been playing his uh, Fender uh, um, bass, jazz bass, like 72, whatever. Um, and so it's his baby. So I think, you know, he worries about it a lot. So I never get the stink eye from him like, when I'm playing my other instrument. So I finally bought my first bass. I'll be coming in a few days, so I don't have to worry about that anymore. But yeah, most of the time we're having a great time. That's the thing I like. Funny with the I like, like, visiting a lot of Well, I used to road trip, like, within, like, maybe four miles, like, to see friends play. Uh -huh. And the reaction I love, and you'll love, I'm sure you like it too, like, you know, like, probably a lot of people, like, that you know people who come to your shows. Yeah. When you go to places where a lot of people haven't heard you before, but they're, like, amazed they're odd or they come and say i really dug this yeah and i love that yeah that is really sweet it's really awesome it's like right? one of my friends was playing at daily refresher couple actually and like i remember like there's like some people in there they like okay what's your page and everything like mm -hmm. haha you know i know <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the best when you can make a connection with your audience and everybody's dancing and you're just well like, i don't do that i have to have like the evil writer looking miserable look in the corner but i'm enjoying myself <laughs> it's like <laughs> You know, the observer, it's like... Well, a lot I, of things you do are you don't see the audience, so you Well, don't then know, I do, too. I go... But people are connecting you. With think you think you're good, but I've seen it all. People are connecting with you through the ether, so you I just saw the know. stars on Orion. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, because, I mean, he's a writer, too, yeah, so... Yeah, yeah. Just... Yeah. Right, so... I what, do the Blade Runner speech. I just do, like, I've seen the tears of, of Orion. I don't... You don't impress me. You're really good, but I'm not going to dance. So have you written books? Uh, I've written various things. Yeah? <laughs> yeah? I'll have to read what you've written. Like what? What's various things? Like, do you write for? Well, listen to this. Or... Like, listen to this. Like, I freelance and stuff. Uh -huh. And I've actually been involved, like, in a little bit, in, like, like sort of dabbled in movie production. Really cool. Yeah. Well, I'll get, yeah, we've done like my friend Beth. We did a couple films, like Getting Personal and all. So what's neat too? I saw the movie Drunk Bus, say Tangent. Yeah. It was filmed in Rochester, and I was looking at it halfway through, going. Wait a second, these are a bunch of drunk guys. That's Rochester. <laughs> <laughs> They're drinking and it's cold. It's Rochester. <laughs> you know? But oh, just stuff like that. that, just dabbling around That's and everything. Fun. Well, it's That's like sweet. creative stuff. I think, like, I always say, like, don't live your job, you know, pays the rent and everything. Do something without waking up dreading the day. Yeah. You know, and then use it for other creative things. Yeah. So I've always done, creative like, multitask, advice. like, I've always done multitask things and everything mm -hmm. else, mm -hmm. you know, and everything else. So, and I think that's what. You know, makes life. You know, you know. I'm into comic books and all that stuff, and I do this thing, which is, <laughs> oh, sweet. which is turned into something people seem to like. Yeah, you've so got you stalker fans now too. So yeah. that, that's how you know you've made it when that's you have so stalker cool. fans. Yeah. Thanks. I'm gonna give them your number. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that off the air. Well, my, my son's big into the comic, uh, creating comics, and he is a graphic artist. He wants like, to come down here anytime. He, so. He, probably be excited to know about what you do yeah we do uh we only have my friend caitlin's a comic artist and we have her from she's new york a, city uh caitlin yarsky yeah i know her oh I yeah her. she was she just on violin and she stuff, played right? for old lang syne she's a little bit with jackson cavalier yeah, i met her and oh, jamie is she was our with. first guest on here she's been she's a regular uh -huh. but i can't afford the plane ticket from oregon Oh, she's in Oregon now. <laughs> she, yeah, she. I mean, she. Well, she, she was in New York City. She was yeah, what well, she explained to me, you know, she's from Long Island. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I was telling her, oh, we miss you here, Caitlin. We miss you, Kat. Come back. She's very talented. And she said, well, you have to understand. I mean, you lived in Alexandria. I've lived in Alexandria. I've mm -hmm. lived away. I've, 
but I'm from here. Mm-hmm. She's from Long Island, so it's a little different. Mm-hmm. Or she lived in Maryland, and now she lives in Portland, Oregon, not the other one. Mm-hmm. And like for her, it's really good because there's like that Dark Horse Comics is like an enclave there. Mm-hmm. And I love following her career. Her stuff is incredible. Mm-hmm. And we used to do Zoom with her like a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's sweet. We do those. You ever want to do those? I don't know. Tell her stuff. Actually, you could talk violin and harp. Well, my, right. my harp has more strings than the violin or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, she played for Old Lang Syne. Very talented mm-hmm. all the way around, like, for all the different stuff. Plus, mm-hmm. we brought her in for our Beatles show because she knew. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I only knew that she played the violin, so. Yeah. yeah. See, the little you know, we're all, like, multiverse <laughs> and everything. But it's been really cool. What are you What are you playing now? Give us, that's what we're here for. What are you and Nate playing? You playing everything else? Do you have any dates you remember? Oh, yeah, right. Um, well, let's see. We're in March. Uh, well, the next one, couple that are coming up that I can think of is we're, we're playing in Hammondsport with Tommy Gravino in April at the old the boat museum there. And, That's um, a weird drive, like, by Weedsport and Hammondsport. Yeah. I get the lo- point. I got the point where... Like, the GPS is no road. <laughs> <laughs> well, monthly we play over at Merce with the Good Vibes. We have a monthly gig. And then every Wednesday you can find us there for the open mic that we run. And um, at the World Music Quart- Quartet's performing May 21st. And we, we're we playing in Pennsylvania and stuff. So we're, we're all over the place. But, um, yeah, I you know, I could give you a link to attach to yeah, the Yeah, we'll podcast, be very glad so to. Look at the yeah, we'll, we'll and, talk about yeah, all that. Cool. And if we could find you, like, do you have a Facebook page or anything? I actually don't know if you do. If I do, I'd probably like it. <laughs> at this point, I don't <laughs> yeah, even know. Yeah, we have several. There's the Nate and Mary just remember Nate and Mary. That's probably the easiest thing. But well, Mar- for me, I'll get, I'll, I'll get a hold of you in like an hour saying what? Or Mary Monroe Productions, <laughs> any of those, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, that's the one thing I think I like now. I mean, there's always, sometimes it's too hard to, you know, back in the day, you'd go, you know, number one, when you were in high school, you had like like a certain moves, music. You were like the metal guy, the goth guy, or you were like an outcast. Now you can like anything. Nobody judges, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the other nice. thing is, before, what would you do? Like, you make a mixtape for your friends, and you go, oh, let's try to see if we can find it. Uh-huh. You go look around, look around. <laughs> you go around. No, a friend would find an album. Okay, cool. You share it all around. Mm-hmm. Now, it's like, just pop online. Mm-hmm. And, and I, like, I missed the search, but it's really cool. You could find pretty much anything. Yeah. 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 Which is really awesome these days. And I it think that's awesome. a, and also like for recording stuff, sometimes you have to dig through because there's just so much. Mm-hmm. But you can get your stuff out there and the quality of the sounds really mm-hmm. good. Yeah, it's great. So interesting times and everything. Yeah. But I suppose this was a good St. Patrick's Day. Uh, it's very glad to have you on. Yeah. Very thrilled. We're, thank you so we're much for fix, inviting me. We'll repair him. Yeah. It's too uh, bad he got called away on a drumming emergency. I know. Well, but he might but now we're very roughly. thrilled again. I think Paul's gonna accompany you just by watching <laughs> I'm going to do the same thing I hope I don't cough or anything <laughs> but you were going to play a song on your what do you prefer to call the harp the tiny harp the mini harp you should call me mini it's harp a, my baby blue <laughs> oh, well I'll put it in the title that's yeah. why but no it's a it's a Celtic um, 26 lily harp yes Okay, that's Greek to me, but anybody who knows, I'm glad you said it. Uh, and lovers, and yeah, lovers. you know which, what are you going to play? You can play whatever you want. Right. I think I'm going to do the first song I ever wrote on the heart, Believe in Magic. Oh, cool. Excellent. We're very thrilled. If you want more, to I'll it. do that. Well, it's up we'll to you. We'll talk. One. You can just pick it. <laughs> well, we could have, like, saved the show. You could have just performed the whole show and saved a lot of misery from people listening to us guys. Well, and then I did give you the Nate and Mary's World Music Quartet. Yeah. Album, so. Well, there's only, like... 
whatever. Thanks a lot. <laughs> well, we're going to have Mary Monroe play her songs for you. That song, songs. We don't know. Sometimes the editing goes bad and there's like one, so I don't want to promise it happened before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So thanks a lot, Mary. And we'll oh, thank you. let you end the show on a really high note. Thanks, Paul. Uh, Greg, when you get back from your emergency. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> Like by so many others, trip.